0: Hey everyone, we- welcome to More Than Meets the Skies Subdivisions. This is not your usual episode from the beginning of the Transformers Animated Series. This will be going into a, a side interest, and uh, Ed needed a little time off this week. He had some personal things come up, so I asked my old friend Andres to get in here, and uh, we're going to go over a little thing. It's a little blip on the radar called Gundam. And mind you, this is going to be a pretty broad strokes because I, I don't have days to go into this so uh yeah anyways uh so here we are guys um trace good to see you man
1: likewise thank you
0: and uh you i know you're the guy who knows if i have a gun question i always come to you and so um i kind of want to go
1: well i mean I y- you know
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly Uh transformers and you know you, you and i were Good on that, but uh, Gundam is something I dabble in. Like I, I like a lot of the side things. You on the other hand mm. like the the you you like some of the side things, but you are into the main uh universe or the universal century timeline.
1: Not only that, like building and yeah constructing my kits, like this is how I keep my sense of patience.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't do that like I used to. Um I, I do a bit of that here and there but I haven't had a lot of time but I kind of want to go into uh get the broad strokes on the universal um universal uh timeline universal century of course uh and also kind of dabble and go in the side things a little bit and I also want to see know kind of talk about how it blends over a little has a little Venn diagram of some of uh Transformers things which we all know about. Mm. So let me let's start this uh at the beginning. Who's amuro Why should we care?
1: Omro Ray is the most advanced new type of his time i suppose
0: yeah
1: like it's not just about the robots like we need to get into new types yeah and explain this... what it because you know yeah you take gundam is 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 an anime about robots and that's well and good and we love our robots but when you dig into the the meta story, it's it's all about human evolution and triumph of the spirit and diff- warring ideologies like there's no strict antagonist or protagonist. yeah and there's good and bad people on both sides of the conflict.
0: Yeah, really, if you get into it, I mean, Amro, he starts off, he's just the son of the designer of of the RX-78.
1: Yep, he's he, the son he of Ray. He just and,
0: happens upon it by accident, really.
1: Yep. Well, what it, what happens is the Principality of Xeon gets word that uh, Project Victory, I believe, or okay. Operation Victory, is going on. In Amro's colony, a colony that's supposed to be neutral, but this is where they're constructing the most advanced mobile suit of it of their time. Yeah. Whereas Zeon had created the mobile suit and was able to field a great number of them, the Federation was able to make one. Later, d- this picks up about the 7th month of the one year war is where the series starts like mm-hmm. straight out you have this this drops you more than halfway into the conflict mm-hmm. and it, the federation creates the greatest mobile suit of of its time because this thing is actually receptive to new
0: types and we, we say like new types when you say mm-hmm. that works this used a lot in all different types of um um the the main storyline also you get into um I, I know gundam 00 has uh they call it something else but essentially it's a new type and essentially right. what, you, what it would be is uh you you have uh, your humanities um kind of um i guess progress past their initial limitations
1: right basically it's um the working theory is that it's the next stage in human evolution where humanity can communicate without words yeah. two new types can share ideas without even opening their mouths like and and it's it's meant to become a true understanding
0: one of the neat things about this is it's it's a show in space. There's no aliens. It's just it's almost like nope. a civil war in space because you have the uh, the Duchy of Zan, which was originally another name. I'm trying to think of the name of him right now. But, principality. Oh, well, the principality. Yeah, they're, 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 they had another name like Munz or I, oh I, M- Munzo. Munzo. Thank you. So yeah, uh, they but-
1: started in Munzo on side three. I suppose yes, we, we have know- to get into. The- I suppose we have to uh, explain what sides are now.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you're talking sides, you're essentially meaning the colonies, right? Yep.
1: So I can nutshell this pretty quickly. <laughs> okay, uh, <please> <laughs> so when you look at when you look at uh, a number of Gundam pro- projects from the UC era, you notice there's these numbers in front of them, like zero zero seven nine or 80 or zero zero eight three that's the year of their calendar yeah. the way the universal century started when mankind colonized its space and they reset the calendar from anno domini to universal century and gundam the original gundam series takes place during 0079 of the universal century mm-hmm. 79 years after mankind has settled space yeah. and in so doing they launch these well not even launch they construct them in orbit because they're so massive but you have uh space colonies these cylindrical habitats for humanity that are placed around different Lagrange points in orbit and they're set to a they're spinning in space so that this simulates gravity with the centrifugal force and yeah it's these colonies it's they're referred to as sides So by the time 0079 rolls around, you have portions of humanity who've never set foot on Earth. You have a couple generations now of people who've never touched the soil of the home planet. And thus have no attachment to it. And it leads to different ideologies that well, now that new types are cropping up, do we even need Earth anymore? And mind you, Earth has a unified government these days. However, there's those who live in space who feel that the Earth is holding them back, that the Earth government is oppressive and not respecting their rights. So that's where you get the rise of the principality of zeon and they declare war on the earth government creating mankind's civil a civil war of the entirety of the the human race Mm -hmm. and
0: really this because the necessity to do uh, to fight in this way is where you have I guess not really guns, but you have mobile suits. I mean, uh, uh mm-hmm. Zeon, um, they developed the first ones, right? The, um, the, uh, yep. Zakus and yeah, but then oh, the
1: better... Zaku's actually about the fourth model. Okay. The fourth, uh, model. The, the, the fifth model, excuse me, the Zaku one.
0: I don't know. I only know the Zaku one, two, you know, and so on. Um, the but... Zaku
1: two is the one we see mm-hmm. in the original Gundam.
0: Yeah. Actually, no,
1: the, I, I, the snout and the cables.
0: Yeah, I like the uh, the design of the Zaku One. It almost has this like sort of anteater look to its face. It's very like heavy snout, and uh, oh, yeah. it's very simplistic. But also on the on the Federation side, you have the gun cannons, gun tanks. Yep. Um. They, uh, I think what else do they have on that side? They're not. They're they're less advanced than the Zaku's or or the, the Zeon's Uh. uh suits. Well,
1: it ends up coming down to a. It really, it comes down to a war over quantity versus quality. Yeah. Because by the time they get the Gundam created, that is the mobile suit. Yeah. But until that came along, the Federation was going to lose the war. Yeah. Before that, they had... Well, it depends which continuity you read, but going from origin, they had the gun cannon first the RX 77. Okay. And in their first conflict on the moon, between you had a you had a squad of 20 gun cannons going up against uh four zaku ones and a Vaf, which is the prior model of the Zaku one. I'm sorry, the Bugu. <laughs> the Bugu is MS04. Okay. The Zaku the Zaku one is MS05 okay it like I said it, it's it's very dense but these five these five xeon operatives absolutely decimate the squad of 20 gun cannons like to the man it's not even close
0: okay so yeah I mean that that's that's why I don't know a lot of the backstory'm I'm, I'm assuming there's uh. Right. Probably like the some novelizations, some uh, some you know maybe uh, yeah I guess flashbacks to those <clears> uh, those eras. Um, yeah, I mean like we're, we see, like I said, it, we're like what seventy years into the war. During uh, we get into the first episode of Gundam 0079, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, that's rough. That's um, roughly around August or September of Zero Zero Seventy Nine.
0: And that's kind of neat about this. They they have a really good way of uh, showing like uh, the the time the time skips in this, and, and it's kind of nice because they do skip a lot of time during the the uh, main story because like, you're following Amaro, right? Through the whole I guess through Double Zeta, right? Uh, or through Zeta.
1: When, Amaro and Char's conflict goes all the way out to uh, 93. Where That's you right. have Shars counterattack.
0: That's right. And but uh, mind you,
1: at the end of the one year war in 079, they have something of a mutual respect and an accord, and they're no longer rivals. Okay. Then later in uh what what when when did um Zeta take place? Zero Zero Eighty Six?
0: I think so because uh yeah. Memories 83. Right. I think so. Yeah.
1: And in in um in 0086, the whole meta plot of Zeta, and Zeta is the Zeta is the first sequel to the original Gundam. Yeah. And it takes place seven years later. And at this point. The Earth Federation has become corrupt.
0: Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, Charles Rebellion is 93. Yep. Okay. And
1: oh no worries. The Federation has become corrupt, and their ruling council, their upper, their elite soldiers is this group called the Titans. And these the Titans are whereas every other conflict you know there's no there's no clear good or bad on any side the titans are absolute pieces of garbage they're absolutely corrupt there's no of all the factions in zero in 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 the universal century the titans are the most clearly fascist and in turn there's the creation of the A-E-A-U-E-G. i okay. mean, the A E U G, mm-hmm. the Anti Earth Union Group. So it becomes, it becomes the reverse of the original Gundam in that Earth, Earth now are the aggressors and the antagonists, whereas Space Noids, Zeon. <laughs> Were the antagonists the first round?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. So So now you have right. So now you have a number of heroes of the one year war coming together to overthrow the Earth government.
0: In the weeds a little there too. That's just so much going on. There's so much in the middle there.
1: It's Gundam. There's it's all (laughs) the weeds.
0: I I remember the uh, actually the. The first thing I, I picked up is I missed this. I wasn't one of those, those kids who saw this on TV. I guess some people had it where they came on, you know, some station on TV. They could watch, you know, the original Gundam. And, I mean, the first thing I, I heard about it for years, I actually, I I, uh, I would check out, you know, different models and stuff. And I think, I think when, yeah, I want to say when Gundam Wing came on Toonami, when I first was able to get my first taste of it, you know, and then, you know, I'll tell you, man, Honestly, to me, that doesn't hold up as well. I, I wish it did. I right. tried to try to watch it again, but
1: but, but when so, it came out, that was the first thing we had yeah. in America.
0: So and then, like, I I went and I sought out like uh, some of the other ones. Like, I got zero zero eight zero. War in the pocket. Which, war
1: in the pocket. Yeah, war in the pocket. For whatever reason, that got a lot of exposure back in the day. Even uh you remember the the golden age of anime where. You would go to a convention, or your friend would come back from the city with a with a paper bag full of raw VHS tapes. Yep, and it would just have all this anime, no subtitles, no dubbing. Yep, and it was amazing.
0: <laughs> you you can still tell what's going on, which is kind of nice. But you didn't get the you know intricacies of it all. Right, um, you know, uh, War of the Pocket is uh, it was. A lot of people that really don't seem to like it as much, but I uh, this is my first exposure, so I always kind of hold a little place in my heart. It's a very well, it's a small conflict going on, and it actually made you kind of like uh, this this uh, this uh, this fighter from Zeon, right? Because Bernie. he seemed like he was on the up and up, and these uh, these feddies as they uh, they like to be called in the in the show, or I like to call them, uh, were the aggressors. So uh, yeah, in yeah. that way, yeah, you see, like it depends on your point of view. You know, you can have someone who is clearly the aggressor or maybe not so clearly
1: that's well that was what set Gundam apart
0: mm-hmm.
1: when it actually it, it was broadcast in 1979 mm-hmm. the uh, the series actually started airing a month after I was born uh, and this was the first anime they had that showed there was no true heroic and no true evil sides in a conflict yeah and there's good and bad people on both sides I mean, and oh go ahead
0: oh i was gonna say well i mean really yeah there's uh people are just fighting what they think is right there's right. there are certain parts in this though that it's clearly gone too far let's say they they yeah. drop as they drop side three on the earth no,
1: they um, not side three because that's the Zeon oh, homeland.
0: Zeona. What which uh, uh, they drop one of the um colonies on Earth.
1: Well, not only that, they drop it after they've gassed everyone in
0: it. Yeah, so that that's one of those things that kind of separates what's you know, you know, could be good people, and now they're going to these right. extremes.
1: And after th- that is such a devastating event that both sides lose half of their population yeah like in a stroke humanity the population of humanity itself is sliced in half and this is what leads to the first uh this this leads them to a partial armistice hmm. where the Federation was going to surrender. However, right at that time, General Revel escapes from Xeon custody through some backdoor plotting by high end Xeon officials who would benefit from the war continuing. Yeah. And while Revel was imprisoned, he saw that Xeon was stretched extremely thin. And there was no veterans. They didn't have a lot of high-experience veterans left. They just had a lot of green boys that just got through boot camp. And this is when he delivered his famous uh, Zeon is exhausted speech, where he delivers an address to the Federation saying, no, if we keep out this, we actually will probably win because they can't keep up now it's all a show
0: it's all a war of attrition at this point because there's just, people aren't there there's you know you, you can you, actually nice thing i of is it shows a lot of um i guess parallels to uh, you know real world conflicts you oh, can yes. look this way where we're looking at the war in ukraine and uh, russia right now where russia is like they're conscripting like uh they're children almost and putting them in the in war because there's no one left all the generals are either dead or captured uh you have uh you they they're they deserted. have a big show but there's really nothing behind it they're like a paper tiger exactly so that's all that's kind of kind of cool like th- that was the thing about like all of this is it shows it's all uh it's a it's a show about well i would say a show it's it's really a it's a legacy about you know war and what it does and you know why we shouldn't do it but you know yep. all the conflict inside of it is really is good i mean
1: if there's one core message of gundam is that war is hell
0: yeah and even like following around the people on white base in the original 0079 they're just they are they're like holding together by nothing they're they're they're, they're having people who have are not qualified suddenly is thrust in the roles
1: you know well yeah like in like the third or fourth episode you have amuro suffering combat fatigue yeah and he's only been in a couple of conflicts at this point because amuro is a 15 year old boy who got drafted into the war simply because he ended up in the cockpit of yep. the gundam well I believe it's side 7 where Amaro's from. Okay. And that was where they were where they were handling Project Victory in that this is this this was a remote neutral colony. So of course they're 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 hiding federation assets there. Yep. And it's very remote and it's meant to be too far from Zeon to have picked up on it. But, of course there's no secrets, and Zeon gets word. Yeah. And that's when Char Aznable and his crew roll in to destroy the project.
0: And uh, Char Aznable is uh, most people's favorite character.
1: Oh yeah. Like, it's um... Char is one of the first anti-heroes that we got in anime. I think the only one that predates him is Captain Harlock.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty fair. That's not doesn't predate him by much either.
1: No, and um,
0: really, he he's kind of the archetype for even all the other um, Gundam shows that came after. You know, you everyone every major Gundam show has a guy wearing a mask who's mysterious. You don't really know what's going yep. on with him, but you the know. Star-Cloan. Yeah, I mean it's essentially they 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 uh the big gun shows take this and they I mean uh Gunnar Wing had it. I never watched um uh G Gun, so I don't really know much about that one, but uh, I, I couldn't I didn't really get into it. But I mean like zero double O has it. Um even um uh, Iron Blooded Orphans has it. Um I, I didn't, there's another one, uh, The Witch for Mercury. I haven't checked out it yet at all, but I'm sure that probably mm-hmm. has someone with that mask in it. But it was one of those concepts where every one of those is, out in, well, kind of they ended up being co- sort of either not an if not an anti-hero, they ended up becoming like a big rival of the main character, which Shar right. uh, was. He was Omara's main rival, and they, that's why the respect was there.
1: Yep. Whereas Shar had his own agenda yeah. before yeah. he ended up getting into this rivalry with amuro cuz uh, the way it works is amuro is one, one of the best new types yet so in the gundam what makes the gundam so significant is that this can actually keep up with a new type mm-hmm. because a new type in combat is a is is a powerful thing in that you know they can predict the moves of their of their adversary they can move faster than a normal human being they're you know it's it it's like a combat cycle yeah and
0: you you have uh, if, you, if people who don't know Gundam, what a uh, what an equivalency i mean you look at um um oh gosh i'm trying to think of the the uh, the the book series that has the, the kid who um who trains in uh in like in space to become kind of like uh Ender's Game? Ender's Game, yes, thank you. Yeah. ender Yeah, I remember essentially... when that wasn't problematic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, ender was essentially a new type. You know, he was so so smart, so intuitive and so um so advanced. Uh you have things like you you know, you have let's say like, you know, you could even say the equivalency would be you know uh you know Luke Skywalker in Star Wars you had the mm. force he uh, he could sense things he could feel had intuitions so all these uh, He's like i use along the best bush pilots in the in the in the quadrant so uh yeah you have uh you have Amro, but who else uh, in that in that original series is a uh, is a new type that we we would know Shar sure. well yes true that's true Shar sure but that's
1: the reason the reason Shar and Amro are so closely matched is you know Amaro's a 15 year old boy mm-hmm. but because he is such a powerful new type that it puts him on the same level as Sharaznable mm-hmm. who he's a new type but only only a little bit yeah and just enough to make him that much more Disgusting in combat to enhance his already great skill. So, the the raw power of Amuro's abilities brings him on the same level as an accomplished career pilot. Yeah,
0: and that's you know, and you also had uh, <clears throat> Ashar during the 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 show. I mean, really, he was the Red Baron. I mean, he did the yep. the uh, red the Red Comet. Oh, you yeah, uh, yeah. saw that. You saw that red uh, Zaku. You knew it was going to be bad for you. So they already
1: There's a number of parallels in Gundam to the World Wars. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And
1: yeah, Char is Char is so good at what he does. He is so cocky that they re- they refer to him as the Red Comet because mm-hmm. he paints his his machines red in that catch me if you can mentality
0: <laughs> and uh, he has
1: uh, the and he has the reputation of being three times faster than the next accomplished pilot
0: yeah actually our our uh, mutual friend ariel he's he's you know, also he's a huge fan of gunham as well he uh his favorite oh, super- i didn't know yeah oh, yeah huge huge uh i talked to him a lot about stuff he um his favorite suit would be the uh was the uh the, the trying to think of the large suit that he uses. It's uh it's, the uh, Sazabi
1: or the Sananju. Yeah. Um you, yeah, you brought this up a number of years ago, actually. Yeah. You were confusing the Sinanju and the Sazabi.
0: I think the Sazabi. Um
1: the one from you, Shard Counterattack? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so uh the, I mean, it was once again, he had this huge painted, advanced uh, mobile suit that was his signature mm-hmm. so you have of course Amaro has what would we be considered uh you know the you know I guess red white and blue and yellow that his, right. his suits are always have a certain well up to the unicorn mm-hmm. they always have a certain uh, look to them well and, Amaro
1: know, as it went as it went on with Amaro you tend to see the um you send it you tend to see the blue End up being replaced with like a much, much darker blue, almost black.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know, so you have all these parallels, and actually, talking about the uh, dropping uh the the station on the planet, I mean, I really, in in a way, that was almost like you know, us you know, bombing Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, yeah, it was such a it sent
1: Earth into a dark Mm -hmm. age in that, It 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 practically the size of the colony was so massive that it practically destroyed the continent of Australia, mm-hmm. Which, and yeah, all the debris from this created essentially a nuclear winter.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that was the whole thing. Where you know the colonies, for people who don't know, the colonies are massive. They you have, you could have essentially. Let's let's say you could have the state of you know Texas on a colony, right? Mm. That's and people who've driven across Texas, it never ends. You're right. down Texas a day later, and that's, right. that's the size of these colonies. That's that's why people grow up, have entire lives on a colony. You know, you're gonna be yeah. on it on the side. You will never leave it. Everything's there.
1: Yeah, you know? when the war kicks off, <clears> there there's just as much humanity in space as there is on earth. Yeah. Like that's what the population has become.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, people, if you, you, want to see, um, I I guess how we look at what we, we think though, you know, I used to think when I was younger, like we're all going to live in, you know, space stations when, you know, it's the year 2000, obviously it didn't happen. Um, You see, see these, uh, these books, my brothers have them when when I was younger they were made in like the 70s, really cool, you know, sci-fi designs, but everyone kind of said, We're gonna have flying cars, we're gonna live in space stations. Well, obviously not happening. But uh, yeah. that was kind of where the uh the 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 idea with this is where we assumed at some point we we're going to colonize space. So we're going off that assumption, you know, we're moving out there. And the cool thing about this is like I said earlier, this isn't aliens, this is just people. People right. being people in a new, you know, same same conflicts. New area,
1: although they draw their they sure draw their distinctions.
0: Oh, yeah, you yeah, the space noise and the fetties, and the the yep. uh, yeah, yeah, really, those
1: from space refer to themselves now as space noise.
0: yeah. And you know, they, they're it's 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 funny because uh, we're, we get into like I said, you know, so much more about the original storyline than I do. Sure. I i took to, I, could,
1: I could write essays on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Obviously, says so why uh, you're here. Uh, <laughs> then, <clears throat> whereas you don't really mess with the side, um, side stories, the side, you know, series and stuff. But in, not in a way much. Yeah, but in a, in a way, but they they did did a really good job of, of
1: except the meta series. But we'll get to that later.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, that's something I could not get into. Uh you know what.
1: So for everyone listening, the meta series refers to a newer a newer uh, series of animation where the plot is you have normal people in the real world building Gundam models and using them in an arena fight by way of this, you know, this miracle particle called the Plavsky particle as opposed to the Minovsky particle of the universal century. (laughs) And the the Plavsky particle allows you to manipulate your, your Gundam model in a combat against the other person's Gundam model. And there's a whole virtual reality that, that the machine makes around them and you have your pathos, but in non Gundam fashion, it's very lighthearted and optimistic stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of like, well, this would be what would happen in peacetime.
0: Yeah, I mean, in in, in a way, uh, you, I guess it, it's kind of like what they did in uh, G Gundam. Like all the different different countries had their their like their big fighters and their their representative uh, Gundams, and some of those were ridiculous. Um, so the, point was- of, the point of G
1: Gundam was uh, this was the fifteenth anniversary of the brand. Uh-huh. And the showrunners on that decided to make something as different as they could make from the prior from the prior stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah, they essentially came up with uh, Street Fighter Gundam.
0: Yeah, they did. That's a great way to put it. I think whatever country they're, like... they're not even
1: referred to as mobile suits in this; they're referred to as mobile fighters. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. The cockpit isn't even a cockpit; it's a. The cockpit's like a like a dojo, yeah. <laughs> where you have the pilot, the, the pilot wearing a mobile a suit called like a mobile trace system, mm-hmm. and you, you essentially um, it's essentially <laughs> it's it's like having a Wii remote all over your own body. Yeah. But <laughs> they're in there in their cockpit doing their fighting moves. And the Gundam will respond accordingly. Yeah. And the conflict on here is that the space colonies are all indicative of uh, countries on Earth. And that's where the government is. That's where all the ruling council is. That's where all the rich people live. And Earth is the slum. Yep. And every four years... They have the Gundam fight to determine which country runs the show for the next four years.
0: It's so kind of like full, the Olympics. Like a full combat election. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get to be president for four years, country. Oh, uh, I mean, there are some ridiculous ones too. There were like there's a, I remember there was one that was a fish, basically fish with like a one I believe
1: from like. Sweden, the mermaid gundam. Oh the mermaid gundam. That's no, no, that's not Sweden, that's Finland.
0: Finland didn't they have like the windmill gu- Gundam? I don't know. They had one that looked like a windmill. It just it was. God, I gotta look this up? There, there's it's been some, a while
1: since I've watched it.
0: If you if you guys are uh, listening, watching, look the stuff up. Look for a G Gundam or they call it God Gundam uh, sometimes, but uh, G Gundam mobile suits. They are the weirdest. Uh, man, it's like acid trip stuff.
1: G Gundam did air in the U.S. So a lot of people loved
0: yeah. it. It uh at the wing. No, right. Yeah. Which it's funny because it G Gunn came first. But, yes. So it was such a departure from Wing, where Wing was this thing where you have uh, you know, five um five children essentially, uh, who have been trained in their own different uh space colonies. They're they they do not know each other. They all get sent to the earth, and uh then they they're gonna do this thing A Project Meteor, is where they came in, yep. came in on and then they're gonna they're gonna start fighting against the uh the Earth Federation. And, um, and it was there's a lot of um, I guess
1: Wing gets extremely dense with its political messages. Yeah, where mind you, Gundam is already very political. Yeah, Wing almost bogs itself down with it. everyone has their political parties.
0: Yeah, it, you have uh, the same thing there where you have uh, you have your masked anti-hero. Yep. Uh, and you have, uh, you have these, uh, and
1: just like, just like Shar, he's, he's, uh, he's secret royalty,
0: yeah, which is a thing they they tend to love using. Yep, uh, yeah, they did you know, We should
1: probably explain why Shar. We should probably explain Shar's true identity for anyone listening who isn't connecting the dots, where. Shar is actually uh, Kazval Rem Daikun, the son of Zeon himself, Zeon Zum Daikun, who founded the Principality of Zeon. But he founded it as a peaceful movement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was poisoned while delivering an address, and it's thought to be done by the Zabi family. The, his, his, his number two was a man named Degwin Zabi, and in turn, he inherits the principality of Zeon, and thus turns it into like a fascist movement, and much more aggressive and warlike. So, Shar is the assumed identity of Kosval to become Zeon's top pilot, like almost a celebrity among the troops of Zeon. Yeah. He's their he he he's he's their poster boy of everything it is to be a Xeon pilot. But the reality is <laughs> he's killing members of the Zabi family anytime he can get away with it because he wants revenge for his father. Yeah. And this is what he's really doing in Xeon. This is what's really going on behind the scenes. And ultimately it's he gets distracted from this by his rivalry with Amaro.
0: And this is uh, this is one of those things where you say he was the poster boy. I mean, he would if you saw a uh, recruitment station, it would probably be a, like a stylized, you know, poster of like the, you know the the red mobile suit and uh, you know Char looking up to yep. the skies or something like that. That's how much of a you have know, a folk hero he has become.
1: Right.
0: he gets to do these things on the, on the side because uh, everyone you know believes he is like literally white pristine and heroic he is yep. essentially uh he's like he is um captain america for Xeon. yeah so um yeah
1: exactly.
0: but they they do that on all these other shows uh as well i mean really well sharp set
1: the archetype
0: yeah exactly well every other show really kind of follows the archetype in different ways um i'll, I'll be honest uh I, you said like we're saying gun wing Gets so bogged down in the politics that it becomes like so heavy-handed. There are complete episodes where it's just people. It's almost like a soap opera. A lot of episodes. Yeah, so it kind of gets bogged down in that. Where, um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Double uh, O. Something that uh,
1: something about Gundam Wing that uh friend, my friend Cedric, actually brought up to me recently. When you really get into Gundam Wing, you realize everyone's named after numbers.
0: Yeah. Yes, actually.
1: And 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 now you can't unsee it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously duo. Yep. But uh. Duo. Quattro. Yeah, Quattro. God. Trace? Yep. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, uh, that's the the song kingdom. Yeah, that's pretty simplistic now. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Jesus. Well, um. The, but uh, you know
1: what the the significance of Gundam Wing is that that's the first Gundam series that aired in America. Yeah. So when the Gundam Renaissance started in the in the late nineties, it's because Gundam Wing was airing on Toonami. Yeah. And we all remember our 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 halcyon days of Toonami.
0: Yes, that was that was good times. When to- tsunami was uh, the the thing everyone watched. Um yep. Let me think. Uh, so yeah, I was like, I was about to say though. Um, let me bring this up here. I I have to refer to this. I I liked uh, Gundam Double O, whereas uh, I I feel like um, mm. G- Gundam Wing was very much in the politics of it. Gundam Double O was very almost you could do a very easy equivalency to modern politics uh
1: yeah i think double o you have much more familiarity with double o than i do
0: and like all the uh all the all the characters were um all the 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 main pilots uh they were there's only four of them and they were i mean really one was connected to um oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna screw this up the uh the uh separatist movement in uh northern ireland i
1: Mm, um, the ira
0: IRA, yeah. He's very IRA equivalent. Mm. Uh, you, have, you have another, the, the main character in, in that, who's uh, Setsuna, he's, they all have code names. They're not, they're not the real names. Uh, he was a child soldier in the Middle East. You have uh, another one who was a, uh, like a super soldier uh, program guy from, uh, what essentially has become um they also the countries in the world are they're all separated into blocks essentially like you have the uh, the union which yeah. is going to be like yeah you have north, like
1: three different economic blocks right yeah
0: you have uh you have the uh the uh, basically north the united states has become the uh um the oh well, i'm trying to think of the uh, the basically north american union uh you have you know that that whole block has become like i think south america central america canada united states have become their own block the european union and then you have the uh oh god the new i'll think of it later uh basically it's become like you know asia one
1: of us should have opened up the wiki well before we did this right yeah.
0: <laughs> there's so much to, to really look at but uh you have uh, you have essentially like all these different these different blocks financial blocks um so, like they've all come together become becomes more powerful and they've kind of left uh, the Middle East alone because the Middle East did not want to get involved with what, what they called the, the uh solar panel or solar array. Uh they they created um a solar network around the planet and they have elevators to go up to the uh, yeah. uh, I remember this. and uh I
1: remember because I've watched the intro I've watched the intros of every Gundam, yeah. and I remember there's there's special significance about the space elevator and defending yeah. that thing.
0: Well, it's at the uh, the solar the solar wars. Uh, basically, they uh, they they created solar power for the planet. Everyone starts benefiting from the fact that we're more energy energy independent now. Except for the Middle East, who didn't want to get involved in it because I guess they assumed as the Middle East was too far, you know, removed. They were too too they weren't advanced enough, and so uh, they kind of got left behind. So you have these uh, these wars. They uh, they're they're very fixed on religion uh they're like as a as a theme for uh for the main character as he was uh he was basically like a, a fighter for God, you know, for Allah, if you will. Uh, and um he he was so a zealot, yeah. I mean, he was as a kid, he was a zealot. He killed his parents because he was told to by this this mm-hmm. leader. and uh, they became they were basically he's a he's a eight year old with with uh, with an a k forty seven and uh, he mm-hmm. saw uh, this Gundam came down, Gundam o actually, the uh their origin point of uh, these Gundams. And Gundams are not a thing because no one knows what they are. They have mobile suits, but they're 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 clunky and they have very they have very stylized ways. Depending on who makes them, so you have uh you have this thing uh, this gun come down in the middle of this conflict, and he looks up at it and he sees this big light. That was one of the things that it's they were in a way trying to make a show where you know at the end of the day you were trying this this uh this. Rich billionaire who funded the whole th- whole thing. He wanted to create the next step in humanity. He wanted to create new types so we would be ready for the uh, the conversations that were to come. If we met a new you know a new species in, in space, we would create. He wanted to create new types. He wanted to make it so we could all communicate to each other. That was in the second season. You get a thing with a uh, it's called the Gundam Riser uh, sets to know who is essentially the new type. Uh, he's excelled past the the synthetic new types. and uh, he is he has a, the ability to use his uh, his suit plus the other attachment to it to make everyone hear each other on the battlefield, like kids to soldiers, to every, everyone freaks out because they can hear it's like complete um, you know, um I guess completely
1: um I guess it's like a psychic broadcast
0: yeah essentially psychic broadcast and you there's no barriers up you know you're you're forced to talk and in a way the uh the the billionaire who um who is the one who funded the gundams he wanted to end war that was their whole thing it was us their name was celestial being you know god or angels or whatever that was the name of their the gundams um whole thing and their whole purpose was to end war you, you know, it's, it seems kind of stupid because you're making weapons of war, but they they were there to advance humanity past the point of wanting to kill each other, and in a way, they, they the pilots um, through dying or through a lot of problems, they unite the world against them, so you have a united earth, and they' they are the anti heroes who make it all happen. So mm. it was a, uh, it was t- kind of taking the idea of um, of new types and you know furthering it. But it does. It gets into like more, I guess, uh, current world politics. Taking a step into you know into past all that stuff, and yeah. like we're, like you did with the ears, I leave a lot of um, details on the floor. Um, there's there's a masked hero. Out <laughs> I hated this one though, Mister Bushido. Um, he was he <laughs> was the guy who got scarred up in a fight. He uh who was who wanted to become a new type, and he. Essentially, he beat his body up to become a better fighter to match against the protagonist, the main protagonist. And uh, yeah, he became a really great fighter, and he was really, really scary. But you know, in, in a way, it just he couldn't become that level. But and you know, I, I like it because it's taking these uh, these real world factions. I mean, you have uh, you have the Asian uh, alliance, you know, China with uh, they're trying to make super soldiers. You know, you have you have the uh, the american alliance union uh, then you have uh, you have the european union they're all trying their best to become like get that that step up and they're all forced to learn how to work together and it's it's a weird like victory you know yeah us we're you we got together to kill these people who are against us but they didn't have a choice so and that i, I kind of like that <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic two seasons. The movie can you can forget about that. The movie that they put out is very forgettable.
1: Is that the one that actually has extraterrestrials?
0: Yes. Yeah, they're supposed okay. to. That was the whole like, we're going to get ready for the the uh, conversations that are to come. That was the the whole thing with that. Okay. So in a way, you can. It was, that's a the movie you could have done without. It. You don't need. It's like the you don't need to see the 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 MacGuffin of the whole series to make it a good series. But even like uh, you, you have a, a show like Iron Blooded Orphans, which I rewatched the recently. That's a really different show, also in the fact that it's brutal. They are, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much of that you watched. I've watched, uh, I've watched chunks of it.
1: You have yeah. essentially like a a, um, a a a mercenary unit. You have a mercenary uh, unit that's. A lot of its soldiers are teenagers.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: they eventually decide to throw off the shackles of their commanding, uh, of their commanding officers. And they take the unit for themselves.
0: Yeah. They're and, in slave labor on Mars is what they are. Right.
1: And they, yeah, they, they take, they take their company and govern themselves and they end up, they end up forming what's called Tachodon, yep, which means iron rose,
0: yeah. And uh, it, the it it's really brutal. I mean, the idea of like new types in this, there's really not a new type. There's there's uh, they are, as children, they are they are like installed on on them as this uh this pretty barbaric system of like nanobots in their spines. Mm. It's called the uh, Alea Vignana. This that's right. The, and, the, I was
1: going to let you pronounce
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it kind of recently, so I knew that one. And it's but it's brutal. Like a lot of kids died, or they became paralyzed. If this, right. like, a certain number of them, it took two, and uh, some of them had several surgeries to make it, you know, better. Like the main right. character of this, he uh, he becomes the main. Uh,
1: the main character has three of them.
0: Yeah, he took when uh, he went through the process three times, and uh, it, that's unheard Whereas of.
1: Whereas most. A number of people won't survive the first one. Yeah. Having a second one is unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> but then this guy comes along.
0: Three. And uh yeah. his uh Mikazuki August is his name. He's he's looks like a I don't know, like a 15-year-old kid. And but uh he is. Yeah. And he's he's a short guy. He does look very impressive. There's like in the second season, there's new recruits who go like but that who's that guy? Why is he sleeping all the time? Like ah, that's Mickey Zou, You Leave him alone. He's fine. Like well, yep. why? It's like you'll see when we get in a fight. The, but the uh, the longer he uses his Gundam
1: and the farther he goes in combat, it's physically destroying him.
0: The more he basically, there's limiters set in the in the, in the uh, system where if he like takes off all limitations, he becomes essentially linked to it completely. And it destroys his body. It's just too intense. There's too much input. That's the Vignana helps the input, but just too much. There there comes a
1: point where he's handicapped if he's not in the Gundam anymore.
0: Yeah, he's gonna get be attached.
1: Like his arm and his legs don't work anymore unless he's wired into the Gundam.
0: By the end of the series, yeah, there's a at the end of I want to say the first season, there was like this intense fight. And by the end of it, he's like, I can't move my arm anymore. And they're all upset. He's like, "No, it's it's fine. I'm I'm good." But yep. He has. He uh, has. He's also his,
1: starting to lose his what little sense of self he already had.
0: Yeah. Him him. There's a there's a uh, there's kind of a flashback a lot with him and uh, the other main character Orga, who's essentially mm. he's he's the, the head of Tekken and he's the boss. Well, yeah. But,
1: during uh, the in during the intro of the series. Yeah, during during the regular intro, you have the two of them fist bumping. Yeah, like
0: they're they're like their
1: relationship is a is a main stage part of this show,
0: and it's almost to a fault too because uh, Orga he he wants to keep going and uh, you know, me Mikazuki will look back and like, what do you want to do now? It's like, oh, we want to go further. He's like, just tell me what to do, I'll do it. To the point where he will cripple himself just to help see that finished where they, they end up you know, at the end. They, they keep saying that where we, uh, where we belong. Cause they don't mm-hmm. have a place where they belong. They are, they call themselves during the show, space debris or human debris. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they're, they're nothing. They're, they're slaves. They don't have identities. They don't matter to anyone. Like everyone on earth or in colonies, they're living the high life. They, they don't want for anything. Well, you have human debris, like a slave labor. Who are mining Mars? Oh yeah, like who are mining asteroids? And they, if they die, they just replace them with another one. That's, yep, that's essentially where they are. They get, just get tired of it. And the funny thing is, oh, yeah, like it's yeah. you
1: know, it's 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 all about the file, viola- You know, the, the human rights get violated by those more fortunate.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. And the uh, the beginning of this, they are using Barbato's the um, the main Gundam of the series. To power the entire station, they're 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 using this thing from uh to okay also another broad stroke the calamity what was that the calamity yeah I was gonna say all the Gundams um from like they they are from like what a like, hundred years before during a thing called the calamity war and where you know humanity almost got wiped out because of the Gundams who are all named after demons by the way and uh, yeah and the uh, you have these uh, Gundam armors which are up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all the uh, armors, like there, there's Gundam Bael, you know Ball. There's mm-hmm. uh, Barbatos. There's they're all named after a, a demon of some sort. I <laughs> actually
1: have, uh, I have a few of the Gusion.
0: Yeah, in the my
1: backlog cool. to build.
0: Yeah, the Gusion is really cool. That's one of the ones they kind of discover out there in space. They're like, oh, what's this thing? They're all of them are really neat. They're they they have a very they have a very they're different design from classic um, Gundaman. Even Barbatos, which is almost uh, they become like Lupine Rex by the end. It's like a very uh, like a wolf, like his his claws and he has a tail. And he, well, has, he also uh,
1: um, doesn't he start stealing parts from uh, enemies they defeat.
0: Um, a little bit more well, like them. Uh, no, he's uh, he more like uses weapons. So he'll pick up a weapon and stuff like that. But not really. He they uh, they. How he gets upgrades is they they uh, they align uh with a um honestly it's kind of like gangsters in space you have uh factions of gangsters and they uh they he works they work together with uh with one that it it's the turbans uh, The uh, turbans are are uh, all female crew except for the leader who becomes like um orga's blood brother yeah, a, a brother through a, like a bond of honor and uh they 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 work together and they become very tight they become what they become like a family and uh the um the turbans will constantly help um them repair their stuff because they don't have any money they're trying to like they're they're trying to get uh, the um the there's always seems to be in in the at least the later shows a woman, they're trying to protect, like a dignitary, a diplomat, or something like that. And this one, she's a uh, Kudelia I know, Bernstein, uh, I think is her name. And she's a very Germanic looking blonde, um, <laughs> you could use other words, uh, blonde, you know, beautiful uh, girl. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They a ah, nice, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they trying to take her back to Earth to, um, to help. With uh, what's going on and, and like Mars and all the all the other things, they they were trying to build their independence. They have they get involved in a very deep political struggle that's not even theirs, but they've they said we're going to take it to Earth. This is our job. Once they get to Earth, once they get to Earth, it's a brutal fight. And it's a really cool fight because they they have a, a point on Earth. They're there, and it is a long, like it's a siege. They 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 are not. They're they're the two sides are fighting against each other. They're constantly repairing, rearming. It's not a quick, you know, episodic battle. It goes on for a long time. Um, So it's, it's kind of nice. It shows that, that how long things like that actually take. And, uh, you know, by the end of it, they become like, they become recognized. And so there's this whole other political thing going on. that draws them in and kind of smears their name. And so they have to, they run back to Mars and, it's really kind of sad. It's one of those shows that didn't really have a happy ending. It did, but it didn't. Yeah, they become <clears throat> heroes and then become the villains again. by, uh, by Was that bittersweet? Oh yeah, it's a very bittersweet. end. Um, I mean, really, you get upset when these characters die or are hurt. You, you really do. There's no other way around it. Because you become connected. It's not one of the shows that has so many characters that you forget who you should like and you should like as a main cast. Even though it's this huge force of like children, children fighters, you learn their names because there's so much happens with them. But uh it's it's a good show. I mean, honestly it it the um a lot of people didn't like the uh the Gundams look a little different. Like the uh Barbara's mm-hmm. is very like lupine look. He's a very skinny waist and you know, very um I don't know. He doesn't look like a classic Samurai cool. looking Gundam.
1: The entire des- design aesthetic of that show, like Doesn't it revolve around like the Gundam, the core Gundam machine can be refitted with any number of armors?
0: Yeah. And there's
1: there's like a universal, um, if I understand it correctly, there's like a universal um, construction kind of aesthetic between them.
0: If you um, if anyone here builds models, listening or watching, um, if you look at a uh, real grade or a master grade where they have an mm. inner skeleton built and you put on pieces on it, that's very much yeah, the inner aesthetic. Frame. Yeah, an inner frame. Then you can add attach. Like there's the inner frame. There's like the, the the helmet piece on there, the headpiece, and then you can add, you can kind of upgrade and attach things. They're they're constantly upgrading their suits to the entire show. <laughs> there's this right. one. Gushion is this great thing. Uh, Gushion rebake. He basically has giant pliers you know, yeah. around someone Ooh. and squeeze it. It's
1: that's the cool. that's the Gusion rebake full city.
0: Yeah, and that's like you know, like four the arms. Third arms iteration. On, and this huge like set of pliers he has on his back. He pulls it around. He puts around a suit. Starts squeezing. Yep. And the character who, who um who's uh who's piloting the Gushion, uh that's uh, Akihiro. He's a big dude. He's after, always working out.
1: After they seize it.
0: Yes, after they get it from there's there's essentially some pirates that also have um, soldiers
1: when when the Gujan's first introduced, it's this this bulky turtle thing that like it's so heavily armored that it could not function within the Earth's atmosphere anymore
0: yeah, exactly
1: and it's only it can only support itself in space yeah and when they defeat them, they take that thing and then they strip off all that armor. And then put a whole new outer shell on the thing that using well, it's essentially parts of the barbatos, right?
0: Uh, no, I think they parts that uh they had around the um the 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 turbines uh like warehouse, they basically oh, they okay. re- did a strip down and rebuild, is what they did. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, they're I'm trying to think the um, there is another one they, they dig up on Mars, like so. Through the um, effects of season one, the um, uh, Tekken becomes legit, and then they also be, they get they get um, the mining rights on all of Mars. Mm. So because of that, they uh, they are digging, and we found something here. They find uh, something with uh, like they find this this this, uh, this you know Gundam, and right below it they find a mobile armor, which mobile armors were brutal they were um they were things that they they hunted uh anything that had um I'm gonna forget the particle they uh, uh, ahab wave ahab waves are mm-hmm. what were given off whenever you have a, a gundam in the series they would detect ahab waves and go attack them they would they were constantly reproducing they were AI giant monsters is what they were um, yeah
1: the um I remember the hoshmalls trying to think the hoshballs had- that that giant mobile armor that Goes berserk and okay. they have to put it down, and it's it's constantly doing that like mechanical shriek.
0: Yeah, they. I think um Mikazuki calls it Big Bird. <laughs> yeah, want <laughs> to kill the Big Bird? All right, well, go for it, man.
1: And then he ends up stealing part of that and mounting it on the uh, Barbatos, right? Yeah.
0: No, he he goes he goes full on. That's where he um uh, he loses like uh his whole right side goes his, goes dead. But he's uh, he's taking parts off. He's they don't really. He doesn't really strip and add to it. the Barbatus. is more like he uh, he finds pieces of it and attacks it with it. Um, okay. Yeah, it he doesn't really do it that so much. Uh, they but they're constantly redoing things with how he how he fights and attaching pieces on it. Um, but I mean you have uh you have they find another one that it, essentially it it transforms into a, a a howitzer with these two huge cannons on there. Oh,
1: uh, okay.
0: Yeah, which is a really yeah, cool.
1: That. Actually, yeah, I have that kit. That's the, the um. Again, I haven't watched it through, but you have the the one character who uh, keeps seizing new and he, his suits keep getting destroyed, and he keeps taking the next one and doing it up in his color scheme.
0: Yeah, it's like a pink and purple color. Yeah, scheme. it's terrible. Yeah. I'm Trying to find his name. He he's a he's a fun character. Um, and you know, okay, I gotta say this also, and uh, not not to be woke or anything like that. There's a there is a uh, there's a he the character that who that is, and this other like um his assistant kind of helps him get learn how the suit works. He finds out his his like little buddy there has a huge crush on him. And he doesn't. He doesn't like get weird with them or anything. He's like, "Hey, man, look, we'll go. We'll have a beer together. We'll hang out, watch movies or something together." He doesn't like. He's not like. Doesn't share the you know the attraction, but he kind of like. He's like, "Hey, we're together." But he all
1: doesn't ostracize him for it.
0: Yeah, he doesn't at all ostracize him. He's like, "Hey, look, I don't feel the same way, but we can be. We can be still close." Right. I I, like, got, I really like that because you get a sense they're out there by themselves. They've grown up together. That's all they've ever known. Yeah, so that was really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, like. He he
1: ain't got time for bigotry.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Life is, That's, they're fat. life
1: is too desperate to get hung up on <laughs> this.
0: Yeah, and once again, in this show, like all the others, you have masked masked characters. Um, there's two of them actually. In this one, um, one of them is he's like the kind of the uh, the 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 son um, of the one of the ruling. Uh, uh families adopt a son, Miguelis Farid. Yeah, he has this, his own Gundam that I don't know where he got it from. I never explained it. He just has like two swords. And uh, he's just he's an extremely accomplished pilot. He's uh, he comes in there he has has with the other suit with his mask and stuff and he goes and he helps the uh, uh it in against um uh, who they're fighting against he's where he shouldn't be doing that because he's he's on the opposing side but he sees them as a way to meet his ends. Then later on, you uh, have another one. Hit, God, I can't get remember his name. His name is Guy Leo, my Guy Leo, uh, who's, <laughs> who um who gets betrayed by McGillis because they were, they grew up as brothers, and he he dons a mask and fights in a Gundam, and uh, he he essentially goes. He's he's in this fight to go after McGillis and find him right the wrongs that uh, McG- he feels McGillis did towards him. So <laughs> it's one of those shows where. Everyone has a legitimate uh, reason for fighting, but no one's as legitimate as children soldiers who are like child labor. So you, you want them to succeed, but you—it doesn't make them like unkillable. Main characters die. I mean, the main characters die, and they're you feel like terrible for it. And uh, so the, it was—it was one of the shows. If you want to get in, like, into a character, and then like. You know, cry bitter tears when they die. Get you over that. Mm. So yeah, I I highly recommend that. It was a weird aesthetic for the in the show, but it plays out nicely. So if you mm. if you want to watch a good show, I I try that one again. All right. I hear good
1: things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gundam 00 and Iron Blow Orphans are my two favorite alternate timeline stuff. But uh, you know, there's other ones like Witch from Mars. I haven't been able to get into that at all. Which from Mercury? I'm sorry, you're right. I was yep. talking about Mars so much. The witch from Mer- Mercury, and I watched a little bit of that. Like the they had like a preview movie. The, the promo episode? Yeah, beautiful animation. Mm. Beautiful. And uh, the I haven't really. I know it's. I think it's finished the first season. And yeah,
1: I, the second season is airing now. Actually,
0: okay. Okay, yeah, I I don't know much about it. I couldn't get into it I watched all, like the episode or two that I tried to watch like hmm. it didn't really catch me but
1: I, it's I fortunate real- it's fortunate that you know Bandai Sunrise realizes they have a global audience so yeah. after an episode airs in Japan within a day they have it up on YouTube with a subtitle track that's good yeah and this has been their policy really for the last 10 years
0: yeah, uh, that actually happened pretty well with um with Iron Blooded Orphans. It yeah. ended up on Hulu pretty quickly with us. Uh,
1: that was how I actually got back into the hobby about uh twelve years ago when was it? 12? Yeah, about ten years ago when um, Build Fighters was airing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I was I'm I'm just I'm watching stuff on YouTube and this gets into my feed and I watch an episode and I'm like. And, I, and I'm like, huh, this is hokey, but kind of a guilty pleasure. I'm going to watch more of this. Yeah. And the great thing about Build Fighters, though, is you have characters. You have cameos of characters from pro- other Gundam series just hanging out. <laughs> the, nice. One of the main characters is actually Ramba Rawl, but this is Ramba Rawl having not Served in the Xeon military and having to make (laughs) life altering, emotionally crippling decisions. So now he's just, you know, he's the older guy in his 30s who hangs around the model store and gives (laughs) advice to younger builders. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, that's, that's funny.
1: Ramba Rao's like a mentor figure in this.
0: (laughs) The, uh, that's, that's the thing that, um, the the uh, old the original the original Universal Century lives on pretty well, and oh, yeah. uh,
1: I mean one, show, one of the show one of the showrunners was referring to Build Fighters as consider this to be like the the happy ending afterlife of all your favorite characters that died in combat in the other series.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the cool thing about Build Fighters is it takes all your favorite frames. And throws them in there. I mean, I, I love Exia, and Exia is in there. Um, You have uh, our gun. You know, Gundam like Double O. It's in there. You have. uh They even have some of the great ones. What? Are the, what is that? Like generic blank one? That green one. I forgot the name of it. It's. Uh, uh, I I got it at one point because it just looks so weird. It was like it looked very much like a like a i don't know like an old zeon style but it was just, it's a blank like roundish head i'm gonna how do you I, mean a blank it was a it was like basically the generic gun and for people who couldn't afford like a big special one they, oh. they like,
1: oh the GM? Yes. Or the gym, excuse me.
0: Yeah. That was actually a fun one to build. It's just it's kind of nice cuz they they made it so it's like it's a, a mass mass production you know low end you know right you can people customize the heck out of these things too oh yeah well really cool stuff
1: like the meta plot has any number of gyms that are outfitted for specific uh theaters of combat (laughs) so like the variations on gyms are just exponential
0: (laughs) it's like the uh the Here's the base model and you put all this stuff on it get painted different colors nope. It's 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 the uh it's the it's the,
1: federa- it's the federation equivalent of the zaku
0: essentially yeah that was kind of cool i like that they, like they, the, yeah, main, the
1: main line the main line unit yeah
0: the uh honestly though i we i, I, I t- said this a second ago we were talking about the bill fighters things like thunderbolt which mm. i don't like i love thunderbolt well, I, I don't like the crazy um, Gundam, like, was it the, 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 what was the name of that thing? That was all the stuff hanging off of it. Oh, the, the Atlas? Yeah, all the stuff at the end, the, the final, like, um, you know, Gundam mobile suit versus the uh, the Zeon's um, Z- Psycho Zaku. Pretty- oh,
1: yeah, that was before the Atlas. The Atlas doesn't show up till they're on Earth. Yeah, you're talking about the um, full armor, gu- the yeah. the full armor Gundam uh, the Thunderbolt version.
0: Yeah, that was a little too much, but the show itself, mm. yeah, showing the hell that war is hell once again. Yeah, I mean this this Zeon uh, contingent lives out there. The space living area.
1: dead division.
0: Yeah, the living dead division. They are like missing the lens.
1: Entire, the entire unit. Like these are people who were crippled in combat. Yep. And the fact that they have missing limbs, well, Xeon's trying out this prototype uh system, and they're attaching it to the nerve endings of these 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 broken soldiers. Yep. It's like barbaric stuff, and it goes into like elective amputations and shit.
0: Which yeah the main character on the side of zeon does by the end Carol. yeah he um it was pretty pretty so it gets uh, brutal intense. yeah so you know what's
1: funny about the animation for that mm-hmm. the animation that they've made for thunderbolt so far that's um that's maybe a quarter of the manga so far the manga's still going oh wow yeah like there's up to t- there's twenty volumes already in North Ooh. America.
0: That's kind of cool. I didn't realize that. I honestly uh, oh, yeah. when it when it when it debuted, I I kind of heard and I obviously heard wrong that it was just sort of like a someone's um I don't know kind of almost like be, they're they're kind of fan fiction that became canon. But apparently it's a it's a legitimate uh, property. Yes, so I, I didn't realize I'd know that either.
1: It may or may not take place in the in the in the main UC timeline. There's there's been a um a, d- a division among fans that feel that Thunderbolt and Origin don't take place in the same timeline huh. as the the other works. Which sure, but it's. You know, the differences are only subtle. Like, the main difference between origin and original is that the the loadout on the white base instead of a gun cannon and a gun tank for support, you've got two gun cannons. It's It's really minor stuff like... It, the parallel here is like you know you go back to transformers and you have the aligned continuity and you have all this this disparate stuff that is supposed to be on the same timeline that just does not fit together yeah whereas this with Gundam it's the it's the opposite of this like you have these works that are side stories or or you know the prelude of origin that yeah, they don't strictly fit, but it's not a hard leap. Yeah, like you could still see mostly where one flows into the other, barring a handful of exceptions.
0: Yeah, with Thunderbolt, actually, you it, it's supposed to take place at a certain point in the, in the uh, war. Yep, it's just almost like a side story. This happened in this one sector, a yep. sector of space. Doesn't affect everything else. Is it was that right. was the nice thing about having these big gaps and these jumps in time is you have the chance to go back and tell these stories in the middle. You know, you right. have a lot of um. Breathing and this
1: the series is called Thunderbolt because it deals with uh the sector that they're they're in. The Thunderbolt sector is this is a shoal zone made from a destroyed colony. Yeah. Like so, you're they're essentially fighting in a graveyard in space, and there's all this ambient electricity from the colony Mm -hmm. that's constantly arcing around Mm -hmm. as the debris drifts around, but it'll never, it'll never be able to ground itself.
0: Yeah, there's nothing to ground. So it's
1: this, right? So it's this, it's this extra hazard of the combat. That's why all the units you see from that series tend to have that like wrapping over their joints. Yes, it looks like rubber or cloth over the joints because, well, that's a that's vulnerable to all this discharge and, you know, you see points in the anime where like it's a real desperate damn thing where the Psycho Zaku is is completely out of power and he's about to get killed. And that one in a million chance, one of those thunderbolts bl- hits that col- hits that that chunk of the colony that they're on, and repowers the damn thing, and he's able to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat.
0: Yeah, the uh, it, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, usually you have uh, Federation or uh, Zeon I that say you kind of like, and you want to, you gonna root yeah. for them different ways. The Federation hero. Uh, for the full armor,
1: oh, I O, he's yeah. a scumbag.
0: He is. He's a complete, a complete
1: narcissist and a piece of shit.
0: You, um, you really get to the point where you do not like this character, which makes it easier to know yeah. about him. So,
1: what? What's more, his father is actually something of like nobility in in the Federation. Of course. So, like, he's 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 the rich boy soldier.
0: Yeah, which is why he probably has that kind of uh, you know. He he's he's narcissistic, he thinks he's he, he's the best pilot out there. Yep. He plays his his he plays uh, jazz. jazz music. He goes into
1: combat with his comms open, broadcasting <laughs> jazz music. Because he's such a cocky bastard. He's like, Oh, you can you absolutely get to hear me coming. I'll yeah. still take I'll still take you out.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. He's terrible. And He's like, a terrible person. He is
1: pompous as hell. Yeah. Um, okay. And, gotta, and, gotta, and, and
0: women he hooks up with tend to get killed. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. You know, you, you maybe a good sign if you the guy you're hooking up with ends up uh, with his his uh, his uh woman he he finds dead. Mm. Um. Yeah. Okay. I gotta. We're, we're run away over here, so I'm gonna cut it here. But uh I just wanted to kind of bridge okay. this real quick to Transformers because uh there are some very, very direct links to designs. Oh, of course. Yeah, like Victory, Star Saber. He, yes, uh, Victory was uh was this what well, the aesthetics for victory was uh was developed by one of the main designers for Gundam, correct?
1: Perhaps. I'm not I I'm not aware of that.
0: I thought I thought okay. I believe I, I'll check on this later. I may be wrong. People tell me I'm wrong in the Discord if you'd like. Uh the uh Star Saber, Victory Saber was actually uh, designed by one of the designers for Gundam. And that's why he I can looks,
1: certainly see it.
0: Yeah, you it's very it's a very um you can see it definitely where the, the head itself he has uh, his design as I'm looking around right at white, blue, red, and yellow. Mm. And uh, you know, wings on the back, you know, for a uh, victory saber. And uh, he looks like I mean, he doesn't have a uh, a beam saber, but he has a saber. He's a sword fighter in space. You're right, he guns all over himself. He, uh, the designer for uh, Victor Saber, uh, was a uh, worked with Gundam as well, so they kind of brought that aesthetic over to uh, uh, Transformers Victory, and I mean, really, Optimus Prime has the same look because they all kind of went off samurai, the uh, samurai oh, yeah. armor look. You look at a Gundam uh, head, face, you look at Optimus Prime, he's got a mask, he has the, the uh, mm. yeah, that I guess antenna or whatever you would call it, ears. The whole look, yeah. he looks like a samurai in armor. That was very oh, yeah. purposeful. You know, a Gundam is the same way.
1: Yep. And they, well, not only that, like Gundam is foundational to all Mecha series. Yes. This is the first real robot series. And where Transformers could be more like super robot. Mm-hmm. They're cool. all sentient robots, so that's a whole nother thing unto itself.
0: These super super robot life forms?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, Gundam went on to inspire Macross, which became Robotech, so, you know, Ed would love it.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I, he knows Gundam, so, you know, I don't know how well he knows it, but I'm really, it's, it's uh, they all are, I think, derived from gundam the, mm. the the source material so
1: it's it's i mean it's foundational and it's the inspiration of gundam is everywhere
0: yeah and yes the model
1: kits are considered the model kits are considered like a cultural export
0: yes and it's,
1: it's 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 the star trek of japan
0: oh 100% 100% now
1: its original yeah. run was cut short because of popularity and bad writings because it yeah. was too cerebral and too real for the audience. <laughs>
0: less but less then it, it's a more renaissance. fantasy. What but less reality, more fantasy. Right. Um yeah, so we really have all yes, and there are other shows and like people for the getting angry listening to this. Yes, I we I realize Mazinger and there there are a lot of other robot shows, but not dealing with right. this kind of conflict in a human, well, those, in a human yeah. way.
1: Those are super robot. Yeah.
0: These are whereas, people...
1: Yeah, whereas real robot, like, these are machines. Yeah. And they get destroyed. And they're not... You know, like, y- your Mazingers and your... um mm, yeah, get Getter Robo, what have yeah. you, like there's like this this there's like this uh, assumed divinity to the machine mm-hmm. whereas okay. gundam no that is a that is a war equipment yeah that is a tank in the shape of a human being
0: i think in a way you could you could say like gundams are essentially yeah you're right they're they're tanks they're they are the you know
1: f22s the reason, they are yeah the whole reason they're humanoid is because You know, in space, nothing, it doesn't have to be aerodynamic. No. It's a matter of Zeon's arms race developed in that direction because, well, what's more maneuverable than a human being? Yeah. So it's essentially a tank as agile as a human being. Yeah. And it can carry as much power, firepower, as the battleships that they've all used.
0: Yep. And that's why see. it
1: becomes such a disgusting tipping on the battlefield.
0: That's one thing I do really like about uh, the you know, the original 0079. Amara runs out of ammo a lot. Yep, there's not constantly lasers, and there's a he he runs out of you know head cannon like you know head machine gun weapon ammo constantly. Yep.
1: Yeah, the, the head Vulcan ammunition. Yeah. The um E-caps the e that they use to power the beam technology. Yep. They
0: constantly yeah. run out of it. It's not just a constant source. Um, right. So, so that, that's a really nice, you know, side to that. Yeah.
1: Like, they will cripple other the other side in a conflict by cutting off supply lines.
0: Yeah, sieging them. Yes. Yep. Which is that's why it works so well with actual warfare if uh, people you know they don't understand what it's like it is like you said before war is hell and these yep. they, they, the show is about the people the guns war are is just hell the
1: it's 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 like when we went into world war 1 and the maxim gun changed the game and yeah. it was a very sobering experience because up to that point you know every young boy wanted to grow up and be a war hero
0: yeah actually now, no
1: now they get thrown into the jaws of mechanized death
0: yeah exactly well it's kind of a nice thing to look at that. But speaking of world war 1 you had some um some places that were still fighting with armor and horses yep and uh, you were coming out there with, with um, very early tanks and uh you know armored vehicles and you know mm. of course these people didn't know what to do so you know you get into um gundam your same thing you know you're you're fighting with um you know people are fighting with cars with machine guns and there's a zaku over here where there's you know they they run across there's the gun and they all flee because what are you gonna do against the giant tank person right yeah so that's very cool and honestly it's the show if anyone you know wants to get an idea i would say it's about people and it's not the machines are just tertiary right about people so I'm gonna kind of cut up here. Um, is there anything else you want to finish off with here? Anything like you know, you know, special that Gundam you want to throw in there at the end here?
1: Um, well, if anyone's interested, uh, myself and a few friends actually run our own Gundam Build Crew. So on Facebook, Facebook, if you look up the Zeon Remnants, uh, New England, and I don't care if you're from New England or not. If you want to join, come on in. I'm in there. Like, Yes, yeah we <laughs> we need more active members too. There's not a lot of discussion right now.
0: <laughs> All right man, I'm gonna cut it here. Um, thanks for being here. Um, I'm gonna throw um I'll you give me a, I'll get the link to that in the show notes right um, right. Just uh, want to th- uh, throw it out, everyone check out the discord. Well, uh, you know mm. come by, say hi, yeah email us, Um yeah, hatestransformers at gmail.com or more than me these guys at gmail.com. Um, come, uh, leave comments on the YouTube. Tell me, uh, you know, you think my transformer collection is too small or it's too big or waste, or waste my life.
1: Yeah. Or if you want to talk Gundam on yeah. uh, on the Discord, I'm Zabgoth. So,
0: yeah, uh, just come find us. Uh, we'll be there all the time. You know, I'm, it's on my phone, it beeps at me and all the time. Stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna go call it here. Uh, Ed, I hope you're doing okay, man. And, uh, you know, take mm-hmm. the time you need. Uh, he's, you know, has some personal things going on. So, you know, we wish the best, and um, you know, to get want to
1: give we want to shout out the Sunbow Archive again.
0: Definitely, it's going to be in the show notes. Uh, Sunbow Archive is uh, going to be in the show notes. It's an archive that he has so much information about all the shows you grew up with, all of the uh, you know, from Jim and the Holograms, the GI Joe, the Transformers, to Inhumanoids, to uh, you know, robotics, to everything <clears throat> that was Sunbow scripts. Uh, you have some, uh, you have some, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the terminology, uh, where they draw out rough sketches of the uh, scenes, storyboards. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. is there, yeah, you know. No. You can look at original scripts, things they cut out of scripts, things they've changed. Um, a lot of those controversies we, uh, we cite still scream about 40 years later after Transformers. There's actually clues in the uh, scripts where it came from, so all that stuff. <clears throat> so, everyone, have a great
1: day. He needs the support.
0: He definitely needs the support, and he's having a hard time. He has a huge, huge um, archive for us to use. Uh, good and stuff. More and
1: more as, as the years go on, I notice there's less people with a passion for archiving. So, yeah, you know, important. we don't want to lose this.
0: No, exactly. It's important. I hope he, uh, hope he gets what he needs. So, mm. everyone, have a great week, and thanks so much for joining us. Take it easy. Oh, as yeah. See ya.